0: From worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey Jeff! Hey Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano. And I am Jeff Stormer. And this is a tabletop R aren- RPG, R&B podcast. Bringing you the smooth sounds of character creation. (laughs) Welcome to All My Fantasy Children. It is a tabletop RPG podcast where we take a listener's prompt and birth it into a brand new character every episode.
1: Yes. It's a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. This week, I'm extremely excited. We are back with the game Cyberpunk 2020. Uh, We did it uh, last episode and it was a really, it was a blast Mm -hmm. But we didn't really dig as much into the, the tables and the system as I think we wanted to. So I'm feeling really excited to really dig in and go wild on this.
0: Ready to put back on my spiked leather gloves and my spiked leather chaps and my hover boots and dive back into the dark future of 2020.
1: I've actually just got... It's, um... It's like a one piece. You know those like one piece spandex Halloween costumes, like the green man costume. So you
0: you have a you have a 2020 Zentai?
1: Yeah, and uh. it's just that but it's it's covered in spikes. Oh, it's wow. actually really difficult to sit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really tearing up my couch right now. You
0: will never get up again from that couch. No, it, it's, it's attached uh, to your ass and back forever.
1: <laughs> no, this is just what the future is. <laughs>
0: I'm on the contrastingly I am feeling incredibly easy and breezy in my assless leather <laughs> chaps um but my chair is also no, will never be used again.
1: I uh <laughs> I went to I I had like an itch near my eye and now there's just a lot of blood.
0: You know, and that's fine. Just apply pressure with your other hand and we'll just keep on talking. Okay. This week's prompt comes from Twitter user sweat emoji or Weed Lord Vegeta. <laughs>
1: hey, Weed Lord. Hey, Weed Lord.
0: That's quite possibly the most incredible name I've ever heard in my life. Oh, uh, man. And, and that prompt is the manager of a farm to table nutrient paste co-op.
1: Yeah. So they're selling Soylent, but it's like responsibly made Soylent.
0: Yeah. We're like, you get a sweet discount if you, if you volunteer there. <laughs> yeah. If you put in three hours, we'll give you a sweet discount on nutrient paste.
1: Yeah. All right. So... You know, it's the food of the future, Aaron.
0: I'm slowly seeing that that is the food of the future to grind up... Okay. Wait. Before I say grind up, people, let's go over uh, nutrient paste co-op. I immediately went to, like, Soylent Greens are people.
1: Yeah, it's... So I went to Soylent, but not Soylent Green, like the actual thing Soylent that's out there now, mm-hmm. where it's like soy and lentils and a like a bunch of like protein powder, okay, ground up into like a milky drink. It's like a gross tasting milk that supposedly has everything you need to like live for a day.
0: Yeah, so it's it's basically like one of those algae beverages that could keep you alive but taste like ass.
1: Yeah. So it's it's that, but, like, responsibly made. So he's just a normal guy, or is there
0: something sinister going on? Because immediately I'm suspicious, just because of... I mean, unfortunately there is a bias with Soylent Industry due to Soylent Green.
1: Right. Well, I think we'll find that out, because we've got a lot of tables to roll on about, like, who they are, what their causes are, all that stuff.
0: Wait, is this going to be an episode where we just... most of it is
1: randomly generated? Oh, yeah. There are a lot of tables... Let's fucking go! Okay. So first off, the first thing I need from you is we're going to get a picture of what this person looks like. (laughs) Okay. Roll me three ten-sided dice. The first one's going to tell me what their clothes are. Four is my first one. They are wearing a jumpsuit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that guy in your neighborhood that wears a jumpsuit all the time. (laughs) Is
0: it, um... (laughs) Can it be a velour jumpsuit of the future?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like one of those future jumpsuits that they make in the next four years. <laughs> 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 Somebody kickstarters, like, jumps. It's, like, stain-resistant velour, so, like, you could spill wine on it, and it'll run right off.
0: Ooh, but it's still velour, and it says, like, juicy on the butt. Like, yeah. one of those old-school, like, when we were in high school, everybody cool was rocking a sweet velour jumpsuit with, like, the New York Knicks on it. Yeah. Or juicy on your fanny.
1: Yeah, so it's like it's a one-piece jumpsuit that says "juicy" on the butt, and it is completely stain-resistant. Oh, oh, oh!
0: Um, can it be juice e because he's like in the juice business, like juice hyphen e?
1: Yeah, he had that custom made.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's juice hyphen e across his little fanny. (laughs) All right, what color is it? Is that going to be determined by
1: dice or should no? We can just decide. Is this a uniform? This is the work uniform. Yes, yeah, he at he makes work? everyone wear this. Yes.
0: <laughs> is
1: this his uniform? Is a sweet velour jumpsuit? He makes everyone, he wears it and he makes everyone that works at this co-op wear it.
0: Yeah, like he has other ones and this is just his work one. And then yeah. he decided that this is the uniform because he never wants to not be wearing it. So it's a definitely, I
1: think it's definitely green in that case because it looks natural, you know? Oh,
0: okay. So it's a green velour jumpsuit. So it's a little shiny. And when you touch it, it has that like color change.
1: You know what I'm talking about? Like, when Yeah. You
0: t- yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. it says juicy on the butt. Um, And it has a, it has a hood.
1: Yeah, for sure. Roll me another D10 for his hairstyle. Oh,
0: God. Two.
1: Long and ratty. Oh, Oh, I oh, uh, already got a real strong image of this dude because he's he, got long, ratty hair. Yeah. Oh, man. This dude definitely has opinions on, like, Bernie Sanders 2020.
0: Oh, absolutely. He, Bern- no, he's green. He's green party. He's, what are we, like, uh, he's absolutely green party.
1: Holy he's, shit. He's a single yeah. issue
0: voter. He's legal. Legalize it. Is he a fucking he's a future hippie. He's a future hippie. Yeah. Like he basically owns the kombucha shop down the street. In the future, I
1: don't think it's basically. I think it's part of the co op as a kombucha shop. Like he makes his own. Oh
0: my god! Farm to table meaning there's a farm. There's a small farm
1: behind the behind the fucking shop. Co-op. Yes. All right. Now he's got an affectation, like a like an accessory. Roll me a d10 for that. Six. He's got earrings. Oh, he's got gauges. He's got real big gauges. <laughs> Like how big? Oh, uh, big.
0: Like how big? Like a fucking dinner plate, or like not a that sil- big. or like, like a silver dollar, maybe like
1: th- like a, yeah, silver dollar size gauges. That's pretty big, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Damn, he's got some. Are they are they just a gauge, or is it like when it's like a devil's horn, or like a goat horn, or hmm?
1: It's definitely goat horn.
0: Yeah, he's got a goat horn gauge. Oh boy! No, but that's not really that's not hippie friendly.
1: It's cyber. He's a cyberpunk hippie. He's like um, he's an asshole. Like he's a he's an yeah. I think that's the way to put it. I don't even think it's hippie because there are cool hippies. This dude is just an asshole.
0: All right, cool. Then he's got goat horn gauges. Oh no.
1: Yeah, he's real confrontational about like nu- if you're not drinking nutrient paste, he's oh, like up in your grill. You're part of the fucking problem.
0: Yeah. You're the reason why we can't have X because you're not drinking nutrient paste. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. He is
1: beautiful. Oh, man. This beautiful, beautiful. I
0: love how we already decided that he's a dude.
1: Oh, he's a white dude. (laughs) Just (laughs) Just
0: because he's a a, piece of shit. We're like, he's a white dude.
1: (laughs) Well, there's a table that we could roll on for like what his ethnicity is, but this dude's a white dude. Yeah, he is very. This dude's a real aggressive white dude. Yeah, well. That's that. Sorry about it. So now we're gonna move to the family background section. Who are you? Where did you come from? Everybody on the street has a story and a past they're trying to live with. What's yours?
0: Oh my god, the dark future. I want to know <laughs> his dark. dark I want to know his dark
1: past. <laughs> the dark future of 2020. Yeah, man. We're gonna roll, roll on, roll me a d10 for his family ranking.
0: F- oh boy.
1: Like where he comes from. Six. He's from a gang family. What? Not a crime lord, but like he's his family is in the ma mo- is in like a crime outfit.
0: Oh, I have something. All Maybe right. his soylent industry is part of money laundering. Like, do you remember? In, right. Remember in Breaking Bad, the laundromat.
1: Yeah, like his family is fronting his real his dumb. Soylent company, dumb Soilent company.
0: Yeah, and he's like, we're crushing it. I checked the accounts and we have like $20 million profit this year. Yeah. And it's like, w- we have no customers, man.
1: <laughs> Side note, I want to point out that had you rolled a, a seven, they'd be crime lords. <laughs> had you rolled a five, they would be a pirate fleet. What the fuck? <laughs> and four would be a nomad pack. Okay. The next four years go crazy. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2020, like what happens in four
0: years? <laughs> Your only options for birth is, like, your parents are fucking crime lords,
1: Or pirates. Or, or nomads. Jesus Christ. Okay. So let's find out about his parents. Okay. Roll me a d10. Three. Both parents are alive. Roll me another d10 for family status.
0: One.
1: Family status is in danger and you risk losing everything. Hmm. Roll me a d10 for a family tragedy. One. Oh no, they lost everything through betrayal.
0: Okay. Okay. So now this changes a lot. So I'm thinking that his family, they're crime lords, right?
1: Like inf- like crime enforcers, maybe, or like money launderers. Yeah,
0: so they get a cut, so they're doing pretty well because they're involved heavily in some kind of organized crime. Their yeah. money laundering scheme is uh ooh, I have a great idea. So the mob boss, you know, Sir Mobs a lot. He is, uh, he employs the, he employs this guy's parents as like, all right, you're in charge of money laundering. And they're like, we got it. Our son just opened his own farm to paste nutrient shop. That'll be, no one will like, suspect it.
1: Cause no one's gonna go there. Yeah. No
0: one's gonna fucking go. So little do they know it takes off. It's hugely successful. He is actually has tons of customers. Like, it is actually the food of Cyberpunk 2020. Yeah. And everything falls apart when, uh so they lose everything. Meaning the family yeah. or him?
1: The family loses everything.
0: Mm, maybe he doesn't want to, the mob boss or mobs a lot doesn't want to be involved in the company anymore, or like he sees too much risk in the, you know, he cuts them out. How do you get cut yeah, out? Yeah, for of, sure. So they're alive, but they lose everything. So the mob boss cuts them out of the business.
1: Well, actually, I have an idea. Okay. Maybe he cuts them out. Like, maybe he takes the money- Maybe he takes <sighs> the money and just ices- And, like- Oh my god, maybe freezes even, out his but, parents. Yeah, like, rats them out, and then just takes the money.
0: Oh! I thought what it meant when he said they lose everything, meaning all three of them-
1: it says his family lost everything. So not him. him!
0: Oh my god! He becomes more organized. He's like, you know, we can just... He makes a deal with Sir Mobsalot. Like, we can just cut them out.
1: Also, I need to I need to make sure that we specify that Sir Mobsalot is, in fact, Sir Mixalot. He just gets really powerful and organized crime <laughs> in the next four years.
0: Cyberpunk 2020 has some wild twists and turns, and Sir Mixalot goes on a really big... Sir Mobsalot takes
1: his royalty money from Baby Got Back, mm, which is trillions, reinvests that into organized crime, <laughs> rebrands himself, Sir Mobsalot, and becomes the most powerful criminal in the world.
0: <laughs> I'm about <laughs> it's it 24 years. Yeah, it's been a fucking wild ride, people. Welcome to the future. So our guy, let's let's name him. Sure, it has to be unassuming, right? Yeah, you know he he's just I'm thinking
1: Skyler.
0: Sky- Skyler, and then The
1: last name Skyler Morrison.
0: Skyler Morrison. Holy shit, he belongs in a boy band. I love it. So Skyler Morrison, Sky,
1: Sky. It definitely goes by Sky.
0: Definitely goes by Sky because it's really, it's really earthy.
1: Yeah, it connects him to mother, to mother nature.
0: Yeah, but in reality, he's full of shit. He's, yeah, he's such a liar. He's a crime lord now. Okay, so he freezes his family out of the business, yeah, out of the organized crime business, and now he's involved with Sir Mobs a lot, yeah, as a money launderer. But is he actually passionate about nutrient? That's why we said he's an asshole. Like you said, he's an asshole because really he's not really interested in this. Is he just playing the part? Because yeah. his, his parents did hook him up with this business, so maybe he is. He's is passionate. Oh, I have an idea, Jeff. Okay. Okay. So he was really passionate about farm to table, uh, soylent paste at
1: first. Yeah.
0: And now he's also a crime Lord. Is he knocking off the other businesses to be the only, like he's, he's starting a monopoly on soylent paste. I like
1: that a lot. I think that's his thing now is like, I is this was my idea. This is my passion. I'm going to be the best by whatever means necessary. Yeah.
0: All you motherfuckers are going down, including my own parents. Because he knows if he can eventually control the crime syndicate, he'll be able to honestly like burn down the other Soylent Chops. Yeah. Damn.
1: So do you want to find out about his motivations? Oh, fuck yeah, I do. All right. Roll me a d10 for his primary personality trait. Seven. He's silly and fluff-headed. So he's like, so he's like a little bit of a burnout.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. He's, he's cliche right here like, yeah, man, but... On that same token, I think to give him, like, to make him one side is a little naive, but I think that is the, I think that's what he uses
1: to his advantage. I think he presents that, he exaggerates that as a front to hide the fact that he's a monster.
0: Yeah, a sinister, sinister crime lord in the making. Yeah. Ooh, I like that.
1: So roll me a D10 to see who he values the most.
0: Okay. (laughs) What if it's his parents? (laughs) That's an option. I value my parents the most. One.
1: <laughs> it's his parents! <laughs> so, okay, okay, so now we gotta really think about... So, okay, what if he he believes that he, like, ratted out his parents for their own good?
0: I think he knows how far he's gonna have to go to ra- rise in the ranks, so he doesn't want his family to be involved in this at all, in case that one day they, like, get in the way...
1: So he did what he felt like he had to do Mm -hmm. to get them out of the crime scene.
0: Yes, he knew how dark this was going to get. And he's like, I don't want you involved in this road I'm going to go down. I have to kind of take everything from you. Yeah. And I think to some extent he takes care of them. I think so, yeah. Like with this new revelation of like he values them the most, he's cut them out of the business. So maybe they've lost all their millions. But I think he still makes sure that they're taken care of, that they have like protection. They just might not know that.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's like he, he turned states evidence. Okay. And like his condition was like they get put in witness protection. Yes. Okay. Like I get immunity there and protection, and he just sends them money. Yeah. So they're still like kinda screwed over, they're still betrayed, but like they're safe.
0: <laughs> yeah, he has goons that'll watch out for them and shit. Yeah. Damn.
1: Alright. So let's find out what he values the most. D ten? Yeah. D ten. Go. One. Money. That makes sense. That, that explains. Make, it
0: does make sense. But why does he value money so much if he's so passionate about this soylent industry?
1: Because he grew up around money. Like he grew up wealthy. I mean True. and I think it's that that he's used to a standard of living. I knew a bunch of people like this in college that were like wealthy they were their parents were like republican senators and stuff Mm -hmm. but like they were like yeah i'm all about like living i'm all about just like living down to earth
0: i got you i think he knows what money can actually get you like how easy life can be if you're big ballin like you he doesn't have to worry about ever not having inventory for his store and you know keeping the farm going because he can just keep pumping endless amounts of dough into his operation,
1: and it's like, um, it's kind of like if you have ever seen Arrested Development, um, Lindsay uh, Fiumke, where she's like a hippie, and she yes. like, she throws like charity events and stuff. But she, but the minute she's faced with the prospect of not being rich, she's like, oh god, this is awful. Yes, exactly. No, I want, I want to be rich. That is totally this. So how do how does he feel about people? Four. <laughs> he hates everyone. <laughs> He hates almost everyone.
0: Yes, so I will take that and say he still values his, because he values his parents most of all. Sure. But he hates everyone else, and I think that just translates to he has a cynical, you know, angry view of the world. He sees the role for what it is, that money controls everything.
1: He's an angry young man, yeah. The way he sees it, he's fighting back against an unjust system, even if he is being incredibly unjust in doing so. How so? Tell me more about that. Like... He is wealthy. He grew up in the lap of luxury. Okay. He saw that he saw this inequality. Like he saw all these things, and maybe he once felt like a real pang of of like un- discomfort with it. Mm-hmm. And maybe at first he was like, "No, there are ways that we can like fix things. We can get into like nutrient pastes and stuff. We can support charities and things." But like he saw that the system is un- is unfairly balanced towards the towards the wealthy.
0: Oh. So he's turning into, like, some sort of super rich Robin Hood.
1: I think he thinks that.
0: So how is he, like, dismantling that kind of gap?
1: Okay, okay, here's what I got. Okay. He wants to rise to the top of the Soylent industry. Yes. Or the nutrient paste industry. Like, he wants to become the most powerful guy there is. Okay. And in his mind, the end result of that is when I get to that level, I can really impact change. Um... Like, when I get big, I can make things better. That might be a delusion. That's probably a delusion on his part. Like, he's probably just telling himself that.
0: But at the end of the day, he is still making a very healthy alternative to, like, raising cattle and raising animals and stuff like that. He is definitely attempting. He is in the business of change and benefiting the future. Because we did say in the last one that pretentious douchebaggery and the 1% gap is much larger in 2020.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So that's definitely something that I think he feels passionate about, and I think it's sort of like you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. He's like, if I have to do a few fucked up things to make this change, I'm going to do it, goddammit.
1: I'm going to get to that level, I'm going to be the guy, and when I'm the guy, things are going to be better. That sounds awesome. Okay, so, now we're going to define some life events. Okay. Um, We can either roll 2d6 plus 16, or pick any age 16 or older. And for every age, like year of life past sixteen, we're going to roll a life event.
0: All right. What should we do?
1: Uh, I'm thinking maybe twenty one. That'd be five rolls on this table.
0: I'm okay with that. I like twenty one. He's a young, young guy,
1: and because I think that's that's a good age between like idealism and cynicism. Yes. You think you know it all, and that leads you to think that to be more cynical and like cruel and I got mine than you really are.
0: Yeah, and because
1: you don't really see like. The actual world where we're all connected and wonderful, like, you see it as, like, everybody's out for themselves, so I'm going to be out for myself.
0: Yes. And also, he was literally given something right after college. Like, if his parents got this for him, then it's literally, here you go. And so he he hasn't lived a life yet.
1: Yeah. So I think 21.
0: All right. Young Sky.
1: So he is 18. Or he's 16. He's 16. Oh,
0: boy. All right. He's
1: in high school.
0: (laughs) Okay. Hit me. Roll me a D10. Nine.
1: Nothing happened that year. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. He just
0: like went to school. He began growing his hair.
1: So if he's twenty one in twenty twenty, five years earlier would be okay. So if last year he was <laughs> last year he was sixteen.
0: Holy shit! Two thousand
1: fifteen.
0: Right. <laughs> so what happened in twenty sixteen? Let's find out. Let's find out. Seven. Ooh, he got a romantic involvement. Ooh. So he got his senior year love interest.
1: Yeah. Let's see how it worked out. Roll me a D10. <laughs> I'm
0: dying to know.
1: Five. <gasps> it was a tragic love affair. <gasps> oh, no. Roll me a D10. Five. They were kidnapped. Oh,
0: oh my God. Jeff, can, is there a D10? Because I think I know what happened.
1: What do you think happened?
0: I think they were doing some high school hijinks, him and this love interest. They were, you know, she came over to the manor, to the Morrison house, and they were noodling around, you know, nobody was home. So they were goofing. They were they were playing all around like high school is due. Mm-hmm. And I think she stumbled onto something that she shouldn't have in terms of the organized crime industry. Yeah. And- Definitely. Uh, and someone found out that she knew. Yeah. Or she told someone and they were abducted in the night or in the day. (laughs) They could have been abducted during the day. They were just taken.
1: Here's what I'm thinking. Okay. I think it was his parents. Ooh. I think they, they found out that his parents were like laundering money. Like they stumbled on like the accounting books. Yeah. His parents sent them away and that kind of is part of what led to him being like you're gonna get out of it like you're getting out of the crime thing so it's kind of him lashing back against them for taking away the person that he loved
0: as a 17 year old would do yeah like he still values them but he's 17 he's a person he's gonna right
1: so now roll me a d10 to see how they're mute to see how mutual feelings Five. Ooh, they
0: hate him
1: Understandable. <laughs> they were kidnapped.
0: They were fucking taken by mob bosses.
1: Understand.
0: <laughs> they were taken by mob goons. I'm pretty sure they'd fucking hate his guts.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that uh that makes sense. That's uh, not surprising in retrospect.
0: Yeah, I think they they picked them up and were like, "Yeah, this is for looking in where you shouldn't belong," and they fucking tied them up and they're like what the fuck oh god damn it your family's involved in the mob oh
1: they're really well adjusted now (laughs) like they've got a really good life in 2020 and they just like think back they're like god what an asshole i dated when i was 17 that was the
0: worst high school dating experience ever (laughs) oh you oh you were dumped when you were 17 from your relationship from middle school I was fucking kidnapped by the mob. He stuffed
1: me in a trunk and threw me in the woods. I had to walk home.
0: All because I thought I was looking at his homework, but it was the crooked books his parents left on the dining room table. It was the worst.
1: (laughs) Just leave it out.
0: (laughs) What was your first kiss like? Mine was followed by a savage beating and being thrown in a trunk.
1: Yeah. uh, Oh, man. Let me tell you about my first date. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this was definitely a first date.
0: This is a first date. Hey, welcome. And They start noodling, and all of a sudden, oh, uh, what's this on the table? Uh oh. <laughs> what's
1: this on <laughs> the table? Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, 2017. Let's see. How, let's see. If, let's see if 2017 is better. He's 18. He's an adult. He's in college.
0: Yeah. Seven. More romance. Oh, my God. He... <laughs> he's a lover. He is a lover. I mean, he's got money. I mean, it's attractive to some people. Everybody
1: loves Everybody loves money.
0: Everybody loves money. Another one?
1: Yeah. Romeo yeah. D10, see how it worked out. Eight. Fast affairs and hot dates. All that right. That makes sense. It was college. It was college. He's getting work done. Yeah. So he's in college. He spent most of... He spent his at least early college experience sleeping around yeah you he's, know.
0: he's a hippie for god's sake we never said he was a fake hippie we said he's just well is he a fake hippie i don't remember
1: uh we said that he's an asshole, asshole. i don't think we said he no he definitely believes it like yeah. he definitely believes in what he's selling
0: yes so he is of that like you know let's get in a drum circle but he's not a real hippie yeah but he but he fucks like one
1: <laughs> he sure does he fucks
0: like a free spirit <laughs>
1: So, so, so he's 19. Like, he spends that year just sleeping around. He's 19. Roll me that d10 for a life event. Two. Big problems and big wins. Hmm. Roll me a d10 and we're gonna... He's either gonna... He's, he takes a big risk when he's he's 19. Six. On an even roll, he scored big. I wonder what happened. Uh, we'll find... Let's find out. Okay. Roll me a d10.
0: Zero.
1: He finds a combat teacher. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What the fuck? That took a Uh, a spin. Oh, no. Oh, wait. I got it. Okay. He meets Sir Mobs a lot (gasps) and, like, goes under his wing and, like, learns how to shoot guns and, like, beat people and stuff. Oh, he
0: starts working for him. Like, maybe he, he starts, like, an apprenticeship with Sir Mobs a lot
1: yeah
0: how did that happen um oh maybe it's his college he he wanted some quick cash of his own yeah
1: he wanted like a fun budget yeah
0: yeah he wanted a fun budget because he's what 19 now we said
1: yeah yeah, he's 19 now
0: yeah he's 19 he's already had a year in college and he's like fuck this i can have more money i'm my own man yeah i can have my own money i don't need my parents money
1: and i think sir Mobzalot was already a friend of the family of course and so like he was like, "Hey, uh okay, do you want to like sponsor my year of school and I'll like work for you?"
0: And he's like, uh <laughs> yeah, I do.
1: Yeah. So he taught him how to kill. Oh, wow. so he's killed? Or he taught him no, how to kill? I think he knows how to kill.
0: So he took him under the tutelage. And I think he went on jobs. I think he did go on these jobs. But okay. I think he didn't go on ones that he didn't go on the hard ones. I think Yeah, Sir for sure, cuz I
1: mean, you want to You want to you want to you want to dip that you want them to dip their toe in so they get a taste of life before they start doing the hard stuff.
0: I think he was grooming him for sure. Like he took him on a mission that was like to beat up a guy that they knew wouldn't give him any trouble. Like he went on intimidation missions. Where they'd go out and be like, hey, ice cream shop. Give us your protection money. All right. Fuck him up, Sky. And Sky would have to be like, all right, and roll up his shoulder sleeves to beat the shit out of like a sixty-five-year-old. <laughs> his
1: jumpsuit sleeves.
0: He has jumpsuit. gonna roll up these velour jumpsuit sleeves so smoothly. It feels so good against my skin. Yeah. Uh, Damn. Yeah. So he's he knows how to fight. We've that's yeah. established. This motherfucker can brawl and shoot some guns. So he's got a lot of uh hmm, like henchman, like skills that a henchman would have, which is like breaking and entering. Yeah, uh, efficiency with like melee and guns and like hand to hand combat and um hacking. I guess he has a general knowledge of like how to access. Com- he is yeah, for sure. He knows how to use Excel and Word.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> you knows social media. I think Sir <laughs> Mob's a lot how to manage the social media.
0: <laughs> he's he's in charge of the Sir Mob's a lot uh, Instagram page.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of pictures of the two of them standing with money. Like,
0: hey, <laughs> hey look at this gold plated pistol. Hey.
1: Sir Mobs, you know Sir Mobs a lot goes on. Like I love the '80s because he's still doing that because he's still Sir Mix a lot. So he's got to go talk about maybe got back. Sometimes he's like eh, hanging out with Paul F. Tompkins, and it's the two of them standing together.
0: Hashtag Mobs a lot. Yeah.
1: So he's 20 now. It's so he's he's, not 2019. Now.
0: Okay, it's 2019, and he let's is. See, 20 let's years see how long.
1: the year. Let's see how the year goes for him. Seven. More romance. Oh he's my lover. God!
0: This. Well, I mean, he is involved in a seedy business that Yeah. He's going to he's going to get powerful and some people are attracted to like once he's just gaining more power, but also I think ego.
1: This is like the this is like one of the montages in Scarface, yeah. where it's like
0: his ego is just leading him to go around in pursuit of love or just physical affection.
1: I, I think physical affect. I think he thinks it's love, but he's twenty, so it's physical affection. Yeah,
0: he's just fucking...
1: I think whomever he is into, whatever their gender looks, whatever, like he's like, I want them. Oh yeah, I want you. Let's let's go.
0: He lives for the thrill of being loved.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, because he's starting to get a little hollow.
1: Yeah, yeah, because he's got power, but he doesn't. It's not, there's a hole. There's definitely a hole, and he's like... He's a kid. You know what I mean? Like, he's 20. He's a kid in a position that a kid should never be in. Yes,
0: exactly, which is a running theme on this show. But it is still, it's um the fact that he's getting all this validation from people who he looks up to, yeah. and, and we're not saying that these are the greatest love affairs. We're not saying that it's not like, it could be pay for play, if you know what I mean. But yeah. it's it's something. And he's thinking that this is it. Yeah. Living that Scarface fantasy.
1: So roll me a D ten to see how this one how how this year goes for him in his love life. Nine. More more fast affairs and hot dates. So it goes back to what we were saying. Like, this is just people are coming and going. Mm-hmm. Men, women, people are coming and going. He's just like, whatever. I think he's no longer feeling the same like fulfillment that he felt on those early jobs and that's getting to him
0: yes and so i think maybe he's drowning himself in yeah uh, affair like physical affection and yeah. just sex
1: just flat out sex just sex he's yeah
0: because just... now he has an apartment i'm sure of his own he's yeah, making a lot sure. of money working for sir mobs a lot
1: he's got a party he's got a party mansion
0: yeah and so that basically means he has like a harem like he comes back to his house and there's like 20 dudes just waiting for him yeah damn
1: damn damn all right So this is his last life event, and then we kind of lay out, and then what I want to do after this life event is lay out how we go from, like, where he was-
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: After this one to owning the co-op and all of that, (laughs) and then I think we're good. Okay. So roll me that life event. Four. Friends and enemies. Ooh. Roll me a d10 on a 1 to 5. We made a friend. On a 6 to 10, we made an enemy. Eight oh no we made an enemy he's gotten and he's gotten in someone's face
0: i know i have a feeling i know who it is
1: there's a table
0: oh there's a fucking table let's roll on the table then
1: all right roll me that d10 zero it's a government official whoa he gets in trouble with the feds well now who did you think it is because we because i think it can be two things
0: he works for sir mobs a lot but he eventually ices his parents out of the equation But is he still working for Sir Mobs a lot? Because if he, maybe he pissed off the boss. No, because he's still money laundering through
1: the co-op. I think he parts amicably with Sir Mobs a lot. I think like he's like, I want to own a business. Like, I'm ready. I want to do this. I can work with you. Like, we can launder your money, but I want to be my own person. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think Sir Mob's a lot, who's not a monster, I think he's probably like, okay, if you're willing to work with us and launder this money, like, I'm happy to, you know, you have done enough for me that I will give you, I will take my hands off. Okay. Like, we'll give you money to launder, but other than that, like, you're your own person.
0: Oh, okay, like, you're no longer, I think that's how he graduated from henchman to, like, he got a little respect. By kind of make taking uh an adversarial role to Sir Mob's lot. Like he asserted himself as like, I'm not just a henchman, I want to hire up. And it kind of pissed, of course it would piss Sir Mob's lot off because it's a 20-year-old being like, yeah. I want a higher position. And Sir Mob's lot, I think, now it hurt their relationship, but he understands that having a 20-year-old could net him some yeah. like young people cred.
1: So his enemy is a government official. So here's what I here's what I'm thinking. In the the interconnectedness of all things, okay the woman that he got kidnapped on his first date <laughs> is now like a low level tax in like a low level like tax assessor oh fuck and is and knows that he is knows that he's dirty, yeah, oh wait, no, actually, there are tables there are a whole series of tables. I think that the person his his former lover still hates him. But it might not be this person. It might not be his enemy, because there's a whole bunch of tables. Okay. Let's find out the cause of what the enmity is. Roll me a d10. Five. Cause the physical disability. Whoa. Roll me a d6. Wait, to who? The to the person that became his enemy, this government official. Holy shit. So I actually think, no, I actually think it is, it is that ex-lover. And, like, she's got, like, a robot eye now. Because oh. it's the future. Yeah. And so she's never, like, she's never been allowed to forget this crappy date.
0: She's constantly reminded of it by this new, sweet, uh, solid eye from Metal Gear Solid.
1: Yeah, um, and it's pretty cool. I mean, she recognizes that it's cool. But I also think that
0: it's, like, people, like, she also has a scar on the, like, on the her flesh from when yeah. it did happen. Like, she has something that she cannot hide. So it's a constant yeah. reminder... Of Skye and his family.
1: So now she's like a tax assessor. Ooh. And she knows that he's dirty. Damn. So he's trying to get thwarted
0: by this person.
1: Yeah. Now let's see. Let's find out the exact nature of the the hatred. Roll me D D10. Two. Yeah, they hate him. So yeah, she like knows that he's dirty. And so she's kind of, maybe she's like not actively hunting him. Mm Mm-hmm. But she's always kind of got him. Like that's maybe is why she got into tax assessing. Where she was like, I dated this dude. His family kind of like didn't ruin my life because I've been I've been very successful since then. Yeah. But like I had this terrible experience, and I know that they're still like out there making money.
0: I have an interesting relationship.
1: Well, let's got, let's roll. There are some tables. Oh my god, endless tape. I'm just I gonna have to you. keep deleting are...
0: stuff over and over again.
1: Well, let's find out like the specifics of. Their relationship to each other? Yes. So if the two of them were to meet face-to-face, what would she do to him? Roll me a d10. Five. So many fives. She would backstab him indirectly. Ooh. Yeah, so they haven't crossed paths. Okay. But, like, if they, if they did, she would, like, probably, you know... Report him or, like, you know, steal money from him. Like, she would, she, they've not crossed paths.
0: But if they did, she would extort the dog shit out of him. She would
1: destroy him.
0: Yeah. Okay. But
1: not, but leave him alive so he would have to live as, like, a ruined man.
0: Damn. That's terrifying.
1: What can she throw against him? Roll me a d10. Two. Just herself. So, yeah, she doesn't, like, she doesn't know that he's still dirty. She doesn't know that he's still making mob money, mm-hmm. but she knows that at least his parents had money. So she do- she's not able to, like, rally the the government to hunt this guy. Yeah. She would have to gather up evidence to do that.
0: She has a suspicion, though. Yeah. Hmm,
1: okay. Yeah. Damn. That's pretty cool. So what now? So now he's 21. What takes him from, like, that, from just first opening the business to where he is now? Like, what prompts him to burn his parents and put them into, like, witness protection? What prompts him to, like, be like, I'm gonna take over everything?
0: But, like, what does he want? That's what, that's just what's bugging me. Is, is what does, what does Sky Morrison want from this world? Besides just, like, I want money and power. Does he actually want Soylent to become the food of the
1: future? I think he does, and I think he's honest in his... Perhaps his naive view that like if I get rich and powerful I can fix things so that nobody else has to like get hurt. Yeah. I think he honestly believes that.
0: Okay, so during all this he still has a passion for like helping people? That's the thing because we've been talking so much about how he's like money obsessed, but he does have a soilent industry. Like does he start that industry? Does he get involved in starting a farm for like malicious reasons or is it genuinely like Underneath all this is a guy who wants to save the fucking planet through Soylent.
1: Here's what I, here's what I think it is. He in college was with this like this. He ran with a crowd in college that was like full of people that were activists, yeah, and like working towards causes and things. Okay, so like he gravitated towards the cause of Soylent because he was like, "Well, I have money. I can like help make this happen." So I think he, I think he wants to help people. But he's so wealthy and so powerful that, like, he doesn't recognize that there is a fundamental remove between him and, like, the ordinary person of 2020. Okay. So he wants to do good, but he genuinely does not understand enough of the world to, like, see how he could do it beyond just throwing money at a thing.
0: Because what I'm, what I'm curious about now is, like, where does he fit into, like, the game of 2020 Cyberpunk? Like, if, say, we were to play him, what is his mission? What's his desire is just to... Is it just to conquer, he's so caught up in the, unfortunately, in the world of organized crime, that Soylent becomes his secondary interest and he truly delves all his time into organized crime? I like crime. that
1: a lot. Yeah, I think that would actually probably be my answer to that. Is that, like, he he went, like, so when he approached Sir Mobs a lot, mm-hmm. right? And said, like, I want to open this. He did that out of a genuine thing of, like, this is a cause that I care about, that, like, people in my life care about, and I can help with that. Yeah. Like, that was, he was honest about that. But, like, I think it's so hard to shake that sort of, that criminal lifestyle. Yeah. That he got pulled back into it. If we were to play him in a game, I think that the character arc and sort of the the quest structure would be walking that path between helping people, investing in the cause of Soylent and, like, green energy and things. Yeah. And the crime lifestyle that he's sort of like trapped in like muck or tar.
0: Yeah, the challenge would be then like actually playing as Sky Morrison would be uh balancing that chaotic line to get what I want, which is my Soylent company to be, you know, it's for Soylent to be the food of the future, the way how I have to get it is by doing horrible things to eliminate competition. And become a crime syndicate, basically create a crime syndicate by using the business of Soylent.
1: Yeah, like, I can't really fix the world, I can't really make Soylent the food of the future, unless I am the guy, you know? Yeah. Because I have to be part of the 1% to, like, really change the world. I am 21, I see it that way. And, so, and he's not necessarily wrong in that, but no, he's not right either. His
0: methods I don't think are right. Like, you know, his skills would be like espion- yeah. like, you know, stealth and breaking into shops and like setting off homemade explosives with farm ingredients that are completely biodegradable and untrackable because I think I think his whole theme then would be his knowledge of uh plant and farming mixing with crime. Yeah. Like, the skills that he learned from Sir Mobs a lot, combined with his deep understanding of how... Like, he created fucking a farm-to-table nutrient paste. Right. He has a deep understanding of, like, chemistry. Yeah. So I think... Oh, my God. Has he become fucking Walter White? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit of Walter White. (laughs) Jesus Christ. For
1: fuck's sake. So I think that's kind of where... I think that's kind of where I would fit him into, like, if we were to play him in a game, it would be something, like... He would get a job, like, somebody would approach him and be like, hey, I know how you can shut down Farm Shop X. Yeah. And he would kind of have to decide, do I go about that sort of more of a legitimate way? Do I do business negotiations and buy them out with my money? Ooh. Or do I use my skills, like, do I use my illicit skills and take them down that way? So
0: it's the duality of he has business skills to choose from. It's like Paragon and Renegade in Mass Effect. Like, you can go good. And be like, mm, I'm just going to create a better nutrient paste than that guy has. He doesn't have a patent yet. Or I can go and trash his shop. But I yeah. think it's important to know that he works solo. Because he. we did say that he doesn't have henchmen.
1: He has employees at the store, but they are not part of his operation. No,
0: and I think part of the fun would be uh either turning them... You know, like, recruiting yep. them as a bo- as a mob boss of, like, you know, Johnny and Karen, who work in his shop, who are, like, yeah. teen- other, like, young people maybe he went to college with, either keeping them out of the loop or pulling them into the loop of crime.
1: Yes, I agree. Ooh, I like this. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's a pretty cool character.
0: The whole point is that he's not finalized because he has two routes that he can go. Yeah. And that's for somebody playing to decide. He
1: could be, he could, he could redeem himself or he could descend into the depths.
0: Damn. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is. And he wears a green velour jumpsuit.
1: And he wears a green velour jumpsuit with juicy juice stash E on the back or on the butt.
0: Is that the name of a shop?
1: Yes, is, it is. That yes. may
0: already be the name of a shop. I should really Google that.
1: Eh, if it is, they get some free some free publicity.
0: Yeah, where he opens his shop for nutrient paste called Juice E. Oh god, E Juice.
1: It's E Juice, but he writes Juicy on the butt. Oh
0: god, all my fantasy children is uh, sponsored by Juice E, and if it already exists, we are not sponsored by Juice E, and we do not <laughs> claim to be at
1: all. Though, if you do want to send us some sponsorship money, we will cut out that line of audio in a goddamn heartbeat. I will
0: literally make endless (laughs) gifts of meat chugging juice E, or just an hour video of meat chugging juice E till I vomit. (laughs) Damn! So, is that Sky Morrison?
1: I think that's Sky Morrison.
0: Got mob boss or actual business owner of a farm-to-table nutrient paste co-op? Up to you. Yeah, that's Sky Morrison, a man of two lives.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: That is really cool, actually. If you've never had the one where it's, like, not finalized, it's actually, like, up to you.
1: There's a big question.
0: Yeah, up to you and which path he takes. It kind of... I'm wondering now which one I prefer.
1: Well, let me ask you, which one would you pick if you were to play this character?
0: I mean, it's tempting to do crime because it's, like, action-packed.
1: See, I think I would go with the good guy option, but that's because I'm a sucker for good guys. Like, why, though? Because I think it's more exciting for... I think I I would, as a player enjoy resisting against the easy and alluring option of going criminal. Yeah. I think it would be a harder route to take to like shake that lifestyle, especially with Sir Mobs a lot like lurking around the edges.
0: Using those skills that he has to not destroy other businesses. Yeah. Like to do it legitimately, using like stealth hacking and your combat and agriculture knowledge. Using those to like better your business and become number one. While slowly distancing yourself from the mob world. It's pretty cool. It sounds hokey, but it actually would be really fucking hard.
1: And like, I think that using those skills to undermine Sir Mobs a lot as you're working would be a lot of fun. You would have a nice variety of things. That's how I would go with it. It's like sort of
0: like a hero for justice type deal. Like he's yeah. slowly trying to, from within, break down Sir Mobs a lot. Yeah. And also starting a legit farm to table co-op.
1: I loved it. I love it. Well, that was a great episode. I really love that. Thank you, Weedlord. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Weedlord. Thank you, Sweatdrop Emoji slash Weedlord Vegeta. You have made this carrot. I'm trying to make a Kakarot joke, but I got nothing.
1: You have brought me over 9,000 units of joy. Oh,
0: God, you have smashed the pattern in your hand like a scouter of this show. You have smashed the pattern. <laughs> and we have made someone who is not complete, but it is up to the player to decide, or up to the listener. Just which one do you prefer more?
1: This was the dankest prompt I think we've ever worked on. <sighs> if I had to rate this on a scale from 1 to 10, I'd give it a 420. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: with that, oh God, oh if you would like to submit a prompt, use Twitter. Tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast with a prompt of whatever the fuck you want in character. And God, if you send us horsecock the paladin, you know I really might be tempted to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make horsecock the paladin one day. Uh, like yeah. you know that's gonna happen. <laughs>
0: but no one's tweeted it at us yet, so I'm not gonna do it till someone does. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. Now now we're going to get 15 tweets.
0: That's fine. I don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that well, if we get 15 tweets of Horsecock the Paladin, that just means that we can say by popular demand.
0: Yeah, by popular demand. Ugh, it wasn't me who wanted it. It was the people. It was the listeners. They demanded. They you know, through our arm. We hear your cries for Horsecock the Paladin, and by God, <laughs> we will make him.
1: <laughs> and so, also, reach out to us.
0: Also, reach out to us using our Gmail, allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Or the hashtag, hashtag fantasy, fantasy children.
1: And like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash AllMyFantasyChildren.
0: And soon, a website will be up so you don't have to fucking do anything. It'll all be linked oh, all there right. for you guys. Yeah, I'm working on a website. Ideal. We're working on a website, AllMyFantasyChildren.com. Eventually, it'll be up. So you can just listen to all the episodes there. It'll link it right to the SoundCloud. It'll link you it to the Twitter. We'll have a contact page. Everything will be so that much more great. streamlined for you listeners who are huge fans of the show. We appreciate all your support and love. Um, we just tell a friend about us so we can continue to grow yeah. this bad baby.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, do do that.
0: And if you like Jeff, he's got another podcast.
1: I do. It's called Party of One. It's an actual play. It is a year old. That's weird. <laughs> cut, it, cut it right there. We do not have those rights. Oh, I'm not paying rights, right. Mike.
0: Um. Uh, Happy fantasy what? birthday, Jeff, cause
1: we don't have the rights to the birthday zone. That's perfect. That's perfect. much better. <laughs> As the chief financial officer of all my fantasy children, I just <laughs> want to make sure.
0: Oh, also, I know this is a shit ton of talking after the episode, but I don't care. Other podcasts talk way more than this. Um, if you, uh, like drawing or just making shit, um, tweet at us or email us some fan art if you like it. I'm not like telling you to get out there and fucking draw. But if you like that kind of thing, draw some characters and maybe we'll select it as a fantasy icon for one of our episodes. We already have uh, Crosley. Digwell has a sweet new fucking episode icon.
1: It looks great. It's amazing. I love it.
0: Yeah. And if we pick it like we will totally uh, monetarily support you, not just going exposure is great. Like we'll actually give you money and put it up there because we respect your brand and we respect what you're doing.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that's it. I think that's it. So with all that until next time.
0: Good night, and good game! Ooh, we linked it up!